0: Block Talk Radio.
1: Are you ready? It's time for the Get Ready Show!
2: The best in pro wrestling talk.
3: And that's the bottom line. The first goal for (sighs) Petsco.
4: This right here is the future of wrestling.
2: And it begins.
5: Monday evening the Ken Reedy show The best in pro wrestling Talk a little different right now because This is a historic night in professional Wrestling and we're going to kick it off with a bang Right away we've got Legendary wrestling journalist Bill Apter is on the line with us Dave Is also on the line we got Bill For a couple of minutes Bill how you doing This evening I'm good
1: good Good and again this is a Historic day this Takes us back to 30 years ago, of the, uh, just about the start of uh, how wrestling changed back then with uh, the advent of WrestleMania. And here I am sitting at my computer watching me on WrestleMania Rewind talking about the, uh, uh, the beginnings of WrestleMania. Uh, I'm actually on three of the, uh, the network shows, uh, WrestleMania Rewind, Countdown, and The Monday Night War. And wow, this is great. I wish, I mean, if I didn't have to earn a living, I would be in front of my computer or my TV with my Roku 24-7 right now. This is amazing.
5: So, it's, so I know there were was, was some technical issues, I guess, early on, but you're on now. You know, well, I, I,
1: I actually was not able to get on the network until 20 minutes ago.
5: But now that you're on, you love it, everything a wrestling fan could want?
1: Oh, and more! I mean, uh, it's, it's tremendous. It's absolutely tremendous.
5: Now, you, you said, so. You're on actually three shows that are on the network, and you're just tuning in. We we're talking to Bill After from uh, OneWrestling.com and actually a WWE.com contributor. Uh, you're on three shows on the network at this time.
1: Yes, that's correct. That's correct, and it's a, it's a thrill to. Uh, to be involved with this one. The, the first time they called me was two years ago, um, to uh, be honest. And that's when they started the, the preparing some of these shows. So, uh, and then I was back about six months ago and between the two shows, I lost about 28 pounds. So I'll look different from year to year on the network, but that's cool.
5: That's awesome. Uh, it's great. You know, it's great that you're, you're a part of that and, uh, the network is, is going now, smooth sailing. Um, I want to, just switch gears briefly, because right before we got on the air, you actually broke some news. Uh, you had some news about Jake the Snake Roberts. Could you share with our listeners exactly what you've heard yeah, right I now? Spoke, Jake's oh,
1: sure. I spoke with, uh, and again, if I sound hurried today, I'm monitoring the network so I can do a big report on it later, but I'd love to come back on another uh, edition of the show and you know spend an hour or a half hour. Uh, it's just so much going on today. I uh, spoke with Jake earlier today. I wasn't in a place where I could record him, so I called him back. He was at the gym, and his attorney, spokesman uh, Kyle McGee, spoke to me and said the surgery is tomorrow. He does have a lump on his leg, and it's it's definitely cancerous, but they don't know you know anything more until they take it out and uh, uh, see if it has spread or whatever. So, uh, if you people would kindly go to uh, One Wrestling Video dot com. That's the number one, not the word one wrestling video dot com, and uh, go to my video and leave some uh, cheer cheer me up words for Jake. He'll be uh, monitoring the uh, comments from you all.
5: Very cool. Yeah, we all definitely wish uh, Jake the Snake all the best. And I know, and we definitely want to get you back on to spend uh, some more time. I know it's a bit hasty. I mean, it's it's amazing what a historic night uh, in pro wrestling. As I said, you and considered... Hulk Hogan returning. Hulk
1: Hogan exactly. returning overall tonight no so i'm going to run on you people because i'm trying to get my reports done but i wanted to touch base and say how much you know i love the show and uh to please beg you to have me back
5: i I will be begging okay no i'm begging you to have me back okay well i'll definitely you know can i ask you can i just sneak in one question and real quick before we let you go we, we, we did a survey on, on our Facebook page, and we asked if you are going to do the wrestling Mount Rushmore and just put four heads uh, of the history of pro wrestling, what would the four guys be on Mount Rushmore? And in your opinion, what are the four faces that would need to be on the I'm rest- just
1: going to do it off the top of my head. Buddy Rogers, Bruno San Martino, um, Hogan's got to be on there, and The Rock's got to be on there.
5: Wow, very good. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's only
1: for, well, right? that would be the front side. The back side of it for people to view on the other side of it would be um, Harley Race, Jack Briscoe, Dory Funk Jr., and uh, Ric Flair.
5: Interesting. So I, I kind of like that idea of having a, a Mount Rushmore where you have both sides kind of carved with uh, faces.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in case you're standing on the other side.
5: Excellent. Bill, again, thank you so much for giving us some time. We'll, we'll get you on again where you can spend a little bit more time. But, again, we can enjoy say, coverage. In, enjoy we can Monday Night say, Raw, a historic night, and thank you. Well, we can actually say tonight
1: there's wrestling on fire.
5: Exactly. Alright, thank you everybody Thank you so much, take care Bye bye and, and as you can hear, you know It's, it's, it's an interesting night tonight Everyone, wrestling fans, wrestling journalists Media types alike They are all like just uh, Scurrying around And it, it's, it's just a historic evening um, You've tuned in to the Ken Reedy show It's kind of an odd beginning for us The best in pro wrestling talk Bill was only able to spend a couple minutes left, So wanted to get him on right away uh, go over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Uh, check us out on Twitter at The Ken Reedy Show, and as always, TheKenReedyShow.com. Uh, A little bit rushed. We've got to get him on, but Bill After definitely breaking some news uh, with Jake the Snake Roberts, giving us our Mount Rushmore and breaking some news. He's actually uh, on the network, so we're going to have to get him on and, and have him dissect further what he'll be doing on the network. Dave, you there? it It was kind of a,
2: a yes i am here. Stuff. i am I am pumped, I'm ready, it's a big night, and uh it was, you know I wish we had bill on for a little longer because I have a few questions for myself, but uh needless to say, we just spoke with wrestling history that is currently on the w w e network right now, so uh you know i mean it's it pretty pretty cool another uh wrestling bucket list uh I can uh, check off.
5: And we're going, to, we're going to get to it a little later on, you know, we're going to, there's so many things we have to talk about tonight, and, you know, we're going to talk about the network, what the network, uh, you know, we're looking at as far as programming on the network, and uh, you know, we're going to discuss, you know, the Mount Rushmore conversation, definitely uh, you know, gain some steam over there on our Facebook page, if, if you want to put your Mount Rushmore, by all means, go to facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show, you yeah, had Bill's thoughts on Mount Rushmore, and we're going to talk about our thoughts, uh, I love that that question because it's it's foreign. It's so difficult to uh you know name four unless you're Bill After, in which case you're gonna chisel out both sides of the mountain. So good stuff from from Bill After, but we're on a historical Monday night. This would be historical if it was just the network. It would be historical if it was just the return of the Undertaker. But oh my god, you throw Hulk Hogan into the mix as well. Smackdown in the middle of WrestleMania season Coming off of an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view last night This, right now These these past two days Is just, I don't know if I could think of A, a concentrated two-day period Where it's it, is it, Could it be any better To be a, a wrestling fan right now, Dave? Yeah, I mean With, with,
2: with last night's Elimination Chamber pay-per-view Heading into the, you know, the biggest, most important time of the year, WrestleMania season, and uh, the, the launch of the network. You know, like like Bill said, you know, history is, is being made. Wrestling is literally on fire right now. At least WWE is with, with, with this network. And I, and I said it, you know, uh, la- on last week's show, and I'll say it again, that we're in the midst of a, of a boom period, especially with this network launching. I mean, WWE, Vince McMahon in general, you know, took the, um, the wrestling world, and they changed it. It, um in the 80s with the launch of cable television and they're gonna I think they're gonna do it again with this network and uh we're we're in for some big things
3: coming.
5: Yeah, so let's let's try and break it let's let's try and collect ourselves a little bit here and and break it down and and you know, make make some sense out of what's going on. Now, like, we had a pay-per-view last night. Obviously, you know, it's the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania, so we are, we are definitively in WrestleMania mode at this point. So, again, this is a great time of year to be a wrestling fan. And then you add all this other stuff going on. Uh, it's a great time. But let's, let's, let's back it up a little bit. Let's try to rein in our excitement because, you know, with everything going on, uh, Dave and I are really in full-on Hogan markout mode. So it's been kind of difficult for us to, to kind of collect ourselves. And, and be professional And not just mark out And just do the whole show In a Hulk Hogan voice um, But let's break it down a little bit Go back to last night um, You know, I thought I, I thought it was a good pay-per-view I, I wouldn't say that it, it blew me away But I thought most of the matches Were solid I don't think you really gotta You know, we always say here a, a clunker I don't think there was a terrible match um, In the show A lot of, you know What we thought would happen, happened. Uh, We did predict last night that we thought the Shield and the Wyatts were going to steal the show, and uh, I think they did. Um, You know, the youth movement's in full effect in the WWE. A lot of uh, bright stars on the horizon. Um, But, Dave, I thought it was a good pay-per-view. It was entertaining.
2: Yeah, I liked the pay-per-view. I really did. I thought, I mean... Let's let's acknowledge the big giant pink elephant in the room. The Shield and the Wyatt's stole the show. They stole it for me. That was one of the best tag team matches I have ever seen between six guys who are all going to be the future of the business. And last night was living proof. Seth Rollins for me was the breakout for for that for the Shield, as far as I'm concerned. He really showed to me and made me a believer that he's not going to be left out in the cold when the Shield eventually breaks up. All three of those guys are going to be stars. They're all going to be stars on a big level in the main event scene in WWE. The, the Wyatts, they're great. I mean, Roman Reigns is going to be the top babyface and Bray Wyatt is going to be the top heel. You can see those two headlining in WrestleMania in a few years for, for the championship. In my personal opinion, just the action, it was all over the place. I mean, the, the intensity in that arena. They started chanting, this is awesome before the bell even rang. Before the match even Got underway before they even touched I mean that's how much anticipation was For this match and Two gimmicks that are pretty fresh In a PG era of WWE That the fans Gravitated to they just wanted to see This collision and it over exceeded the hype To me they, They should do a rematch either You know at Wrestlemania or Maybe even, you know, the following pay-per-view after that. um, Maybe they let it simmer, let it brew for a little bit, and then they go back to it. I don't know, but it was just magic, in my opinion. It was an awesome match. The other matches, the Big E swagger match, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very athletic, fun match. The chamber match was good, and it did things that we talked about. Cesaro made the most of that chamber. Christian had a great performance. Sheamus, each guy had a great performance in that chamber. I was not mad about the finish. I, 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 I thought the finish worked, and it made sense, and it's going to take us forward to WrestleMania. Overall, it was one of the better elimination chambers I've seen, better than last year's chamber match, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, the other matches on the card, I could have cared less for the Divas match. It didn't, it wasn't advertised, so didn't really have any emotional investment. The tag match could have gone a little longer, the tag team title match, but it was solid. Um, what else was on there? The pre show match was the pre show match. It is what it is. Solid match. Um Batista Del Rio, what we expected. We didn't expect Del Rio to get so much offense in, but he did. Overall, I thought it was a good pay per view and it got us in a clear direction heading into WrestleMania.
5: I agree. I thought everything everything you said is definitely a, you know, it was there. It was it was a solid pay per view. Uh, and you know, we talked about it on the show. I, I it's funny you know the criticism that uh you know that that occurs with with wrestling and and you know Daniel Bryan is really playing this part and you know it, it what he's doing and what the WWE is doing with Daniel Bryan right now is is really just continuing to build everything to just this incredible fever pitch i mean they are, they are creating a, a fan base that just has this absolute visceral reaction to, to Daniel Bryan every time he's out there. And a lot of what's building the intensity and the passion for the fan base surrounding Daniel Bryan is the disappointments. That, it, you know, you, you just you so want to see this guy succeed. And to me, it's the right thing right now. Now, eventually there's got to be a payoff. And, you know, I said this way back when at, at SummerSlam that I, I envision the payoff being Daniel Bryan winning the title at WrestleMania, and that remains to be seen. Now, if that doesn't happen, you know, maybe I'll get a little bit critical. But right now, the way they have built him and how popular, how over Daniel Bryan is, and Daniel Bryan is starting to get some of that mainstream media attention, you know, I, I think that, that they're doing it right with Daniel Bryan. I mean, how could, you, how could you say they're not? I mean, look at how passionate his fan base is right now. They got to be doing something right, and and just you know where it is right now. If Daniel Bryan wins the title at WrestleMania, it just the, the roof is going to absolutely blow off the the building that night. So WrestleMania thirty, he wins the title. The Yes Movement. I mean, I love the fact that WWE has coined the phrase the Yes Movement. It, it just it so taps into. The the nature of wrestling fans like thinking that like you know we want to change the business the business needs to change so if you're not just a fan now you're not just a fan of a wrestler you're you're part of a movement it's almost tapping into like people's mob mentality it's like you know you're you're part of something something special and I think the marketing right now for Daniel Bryan is great I I enjoyed the disappointment I think it's good for uh, Randy Orton. Uh, making his title run a little more special uh, The one thing I was disappointed in, to be honest with you Not in, in the actual writing in and of itself the, Just the leaks um, I was almost, you know, somewhat disappointed That the Wyatt interfered in the, sh- in the uh, Elimination Chamber match Only because I had heard that beforehand And I wish it just wasn't leaked And it was more of a surprise um, But I do think coming out of the pay-per-view Out of all the positive and and now you know we're really going to start to see how this card is going to shape up. Right now, your main event at WrestleMania, currently before we go into Raw, or whatever, it's it's Randy Orton versus Batista for the WWE World Championship. And out of all the stuff that I I believe the WWE is doing right, and you said it, Dave. We had a real athletic match with the IC title match. The the tag team titles are over right now. They they they've come back to prestige. The youth movement's there. One of the best six-man tag matches ever. Uh, You know, things are working well for the WWE. You can sit there and be critical. And we all could nitpick if we want. But to me, things are working. And then on top of everything, Hulk Hogan's coming back and you have the network. What I think the WWE really needs to be concerned about, and I can't imagine that they're happy with, is the return of Batista. Now the match was last night was probably better than I thought it was going to be. However, his return has not uh, is not resonated with the fans. His return is not uh, you know fans nostalgic and hearkening back to an era that they once loved. He is just not he's not resonating at all with with WWE fans. Now whether that's a, a kind of a Daniel Bryan backlash. Uh, Whether it's just that he didn't look good at the Rumble. Whatever the case is, uh, his return has not been as big a deal as you would think the WWE had hoped. So it leads you to believe if if it wasn't in the works already, something's going to change between now and WrestleMania. I can't fathom at this point... That that is your main event now. Whether we see the title change hands at some point, whether we see Daniel Bryan added as a triple and it becomes a triple threat match, um, I cannot fathom right now going into WrestleMania and having the main event being Orton versus Batista. But Dave, it's it really interesting. You know, you got to figure the powers that be had to be high on. Bringing a guy like Batista back, it's just not resonating with fans.
2: Yeah, I, it, it, it's not what they expected. And I think I agree with you in a, in a sense that it's got a lot to do. I think it's got a lot to do with the Daniel Bryan factor. That, yes, the company... Advertised Batista would be returning, but a lot of fans knew that the the position that they wanted to put Batista in, with spoilers and and rumors that, that had circulated on the dirt sheets, a lot of fans had read that and didn't really see a whole lot of Daniel Bryan in the in the in the, in the, the title uh, picture uh, factoring in, but. um I think, they're, I think they've made a change, and they're going to make a change. I mean, last night you saw Batista, Batista, the past two pay-per-view events, when he has gotten booed, he has reacted to it in a very heel-type manner. Um, one thing that kind of struck a chord with me this morning, I was reading the official preview of Monday Night Raw on WWE.com, and... With the way that the end of the chamber match was booked, with the the camera work and the commentary, which I got to credit Michael Cole, he gets a lot of slack, but the commentary and how passionate he was about the 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 looks on the faces of the fans and the, the camera shots of all the disappointed fans that Daniel Bryan had lost, it it really told the story very well, and it leads me to believe that. In some way, shape, or form, Daniel Bryan is going to be in the WWE World Heavyweight Championship title match, making it a triple threat. The other point I want to make that I'm going to go back to, the preview on WWE.com. They preview that the main event for WrestleMania is set between Orton and Batista, but they also preview which side is the authority going to side with, Orton or Batista. Which leads me to believe that they may turn Batista heel in insert Daniel Bryan in to make this a triple threat and stack the deck even more against Daniel Bryan in the in the hopes in the event that Daniel Bryan when he wins the championship at WrestleMania in a triple threat match against two athletes of the caliber of Randy Orton and Batista, not only would it be a big deal that he won the title, but under the circumstances that he did, with the authority seemingly forgetting about him and trying to back one of the two of the other two competitors being Orton and Batista. So I think that's the direction they are going to go in from WrestleMania on with Batista, I I mean, I don't see a, a a heel turn right away, but I don't think they're going to shy away from it either heading into the uh, the build for WrestleMania. How they get Daniel Bryan into there? There's plenty of different ways we can you know they can do that. Kane was the one that interfered in the match. They I mean the, tonight's a big night. Hulk Hogan is going to appear on Monday Night Raw. He's the host of WrestleMania. The host usually has some sort of booking power. Maybe Hogan will book Bryan and Kane in a match. Tonight, and if Brian wins, he gets into the main event at WrestleMania. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll book Brian in a title match tonight, and Brian goes into WrestleMania as champion. I think it would be much more dramatic and, and a fitting story if he won the title at WrestleMania. But because of the circumstances with the launch of the network and and everything else that's going on with that, maybe they give him the title tonight. Who knows? But a lot. There's a lot that can be said for last night. I enjoyed the, 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 the booking of the chamber, the match itself, like I said to you, and just the end, the storytelling with the, the camera shots and the commentary really put a picture in my mind that Daniel Bryan's going to be a part of that championship picture at WrestleMania.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, it could be something very simple. I mean, you really could – you could – I mean, I, I first of all, I, I agree. I mean, they got to do something with Batista, and, and he's just not – he, he it's like he can't be a face I mean that may have been their plans but I mean right now It's it's just not working I mean You know do you do, you do Something where you know tonight you give Daniel Bryan a a title Match and uh, You know Batista comes down and, and Interferes and just uh, is pissed That uh, Daniel Bryan got the The title match and uh, You know Batista bombs Daniel Bryan and then they they decide All right it's gonna be a triple threat now at uh Wrestlemania, who knows, but I I agree, there's going to be a way that he's going to be inserted into that championship match But yeah, I thought last night the storytelling was good, I thought, uh, you know, there's a lot of good stuff coming out of the pay-per-view And I think it it definitely pointed us in the direction uh, towards Wrestlemania I mean, we we didn't do great with our picks last night, um, but still in all, you know we still liked what we saw out, out of the pay per view. Um, the one, you know, we both picked uh, the New Age Outlaws, and you know, in, in a way, you know, uh, to a lesser extent. But as we talk about Daniel Bryan and having him at that moment at WrestleMania be crowned the WWE World Champion, um, similarly, I feel that way about the Usos, and I, I, to me, it was the right move to have the New Age Outlaws win. Uh, you know, let those guys be a little more arrogant, let them hold the titles until WrestleMania, give the Usos uh, a rematch at WrestleMania. Maybe have some sort of number one contenders match that the Usos are, are able like again, you know, they just keep fighting their way for that championship match. And I I wanna see the Usos crown tag team champions um at WrestleMania. So I, I was as much as I love the Usos, I was kind of glad they lost last night because I want to see them crowned at WrestleMania. Dave, uh,
2: yeah, I-, I would like to see that too. I think we can't see too many, you know, happy endings at WrestleMania because you know once WrestleMania is over, you have a start of a new season for storylines. It's almost like m- a new year um you know like new year's day the rumor i'm hearing as of this morning there's been talk of a possible title change on tonight's raw to really hype up the 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 launch of the network and the rumor is that title change might be the usos defeating the new age outlaws in a rematch from last night's pay-per-view on tonight's monday night raw um there's been also talk about a shield wyatt's rematch tonight on raw they're really stacking the deck for tonight's raw um I think with WrestleMania, the story would seem more fitting to have the Usos win the championship there, but if there are going to be a lot of eyeballs on the television screen tonight and they make a big deal out of this match, then sure, why not? Have them, uh, you know, win the titles on tonight's edition of Raw and maybe defend them in a uh, in, in, in a tag team turmoil match of some sort or, or, or a triple threat tag team match against a few teams um, at WrestleMania and kind of, you know, retain the titles and really show their – their dominance as champions. I don't know what, what they could do with that, but there's a lot of different possibilities you could go um, with the Usos and winning the tag team championship. But it's just a matter of time before I think that they will have a, a run with the tag team
3: titles.
5: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, and we, we talked about Batista, and, and, you know, I actually – it slipped my mind. But i got to say one other negative to come out of last night's pay-per-view. And, and I don't know – what they're doing, or exactly what the plan is moving forward, but uh, big fan of this man's work. However, I, I'm having a real difficult time as a fan getting behind Bad News Barrett. Um, I, yeah, I, you know, the the Englishman talking about Russia's superiority at, at the Olympics. To, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like Barrett's better than that, and he he doesn't need this and the podium malfunction. I just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, you know, we've been high on him. And uh, was it last year's Elimination Chamber? Or was I, I remember, like, there was a time we were just like, you know, this is a time Barrett's going to win. And uh, we were so wrong, and this guy has been uh, languishing in the WWE. Uh, a talented guy that I, I, I've i always had high hopes for. Um, I, again, I don't know your feelings, Dave. Uh, I, I'm having a hard time with the Bad News Barrett character?
2: Well, I thought at first that, you know, well, first of all, you mentioned it was it was the Money in the Bank pay-per-view last year where you That's both right. picked him the, the the World Heavyweight Championship contract Money in the Bank ladder match. And that was the one that Sandow and Damian Sandow ended up yes. winning. And Wade Barrett was not even close. But anyhow, <laughs> last night um, – no, he wasn't. He was nowhere near. Close. Fandango had a better. The, the, Santino's Cobra had a better shot of winning that ladder match, and he wasn't even in the match. Anyhow, um, the the bad news Barrett segments last night. I understood the first one. Okay, they you know just drawing some heat. Um, and then I thought maybe, well, is he going to do something with Hogan? Because he, he, he uh, mentioned Hogan in one of his problems. But then it just kept going and going. Some of them were kind of funny, the, the the but the other ones just didn't really make sense. Like, I was kind of hoping that, like, somebody was going to come out and, like, knock him off the podium or something. And then maybe it will lead to finally him getting in the ring and wrestling and starting an angle and starting a storyline with somebody. But it didn't happen. Maybe it will happen tonight. I don't know. But I've – I'm, not, I'm still not sold on the whole character, the bad news Barrett character. I mean, I, I'm just not sold on it right now. The, the, the podium and the, the the only thing I like is when he delivers the tagline that I'm afraid I've got some bad news because he's got an English accent. I think it sounds kind of cool when he says it. Other than that, I really am not a fan of the character. Whatsoever. I liked it. I, I thought it would have been much better if he had that like underground bare knuckle fighter gimmick that he, that they kind of brought him back with a, a couple of years ago with those vignettes in like the, the fighting in the warehouse. I thought that was cool. That fit him perfectly. But they never really, you know, uh, pulled the trigger on that one and they just kind of let him flounder. And he's been floundering ever since the Nexus broke up. Ever since he, he was gone from the Nexus. I just hope that there's something that he can latch on too soon and that could resonate with the fans because this bad news bear character is I'm losing faith in him and I could have seen him as WWE champion about four years ago when he was the leader of the Nexus so that, that goes to show how far he has fallen
5: agreed and you know and I was I was hoping like you said you know you, you just kind of he does this bad news thing and you're kind of hoping there's a point to it and then there's not and I totally agree. I was hoping last night if he was like you know, it bad bad news for uh, Big E, and, and maybe he, he he rip on Big E and Big E, and that leads to like a, a you know a program with Big E, and he goes for the IC title. Uh, agree. I was kind of almost hoping that Big E would come over and push the entire podium down. Um, you know, there's I, I just I, I'm i kind of hoping that there's going to be a point to it, and it just you know I, there's not, and it's it's just, you're right, it's weird because we're both we were both very high on this guy. I just think he's more talented than, than needing a gimmick like this. You know, he doesn't need the podium. Even if you want to do the bad news thing, he can just cut a regular promo. And do, like you said, I mean, I've got some bad news. You know, it, it is kind of a cool way to start off a promo. But um, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, what exactly is, is the point? Uh, you know, it, it just, it, it, I don't know. It, it almost and it screamed last night of just being a time killer. And, uh, you know, I I don't know. Like, I want to see this guy back in the ring. I want to see him with a legit program with someone. And uh, they just keep giving him the podium and and doing this bad news thing. I just – I I don't get it. And, you know, like you said, this guy, we we both saw him as a real bona fide, you know, future main eventer. And uh, he's just not not there. And you you wonder what the future for this guy is going to be. But uh, it's a shame. And and I agree with you too, Dave. I loved the the bare knuckle – fighter gimmick i thought it definitely fit him i I loved the vignettes um you know and then he came back with the beard and it just it added to just like uh you know the the gruff uh bare knuckle fighter kind of vibe i I just i I liked all of that and uh i don't know definitely you know we talk about the things that are going well in the wwe uh there's definitely something that's uh this guy's floundering right now three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call that a Quick, we had a, a, a quickie with uh, Bill Aptor talking a little bit, network, a little bit, uh, we got so many things. Oh, geez, Louise. I was just, <laughs> we had Dank on the line and then his call dropped. And there he's back. So we're going to go out to the phones. We're going to bring Dank on the line. Dank, are you there? Dank, are you there? Hello? Dank? driving. Hello, please. Dank, are you there?
2: I'm here. Can you hear
0: me?
5: Oh, we can hear you now. What do you got for us tonight?
0: Oh, okay. Um, well, I missed a baby view last night as I uh, was out of town, but um, I wanted to touch on the whole Batista thing and how um, my thought or, or my take on why he hasn't taken as much as people were expecting him to. I think what killed it for the fans, it was great to see Batista come back. It was great to see that he pretty much didn't miss a beat. But the fact that they had him win the um, Royal Rumble when uh, Roman Reigns booked the record for how many people eliminated People were expecting Daniel Bryan. Okay, don't want to give it to Daniel Bryan because you want to do a different storyline with him. That's fine. But bringing back somebody and, like, a week later giving him the um, basically the title shot at WrestleMania, I think a lot of fans were turned off. I, myself, was turned off by it because at least when The Rock came back to face Cena – it wasn't a, you know, well, oh, you got to win this and then do it No, it's like I'm coming back and I'm going straight for the belt. Simple as that. And it was The Rock. Maybe the fact that it was The Rock and now it's Batista, people just got kind of tired of that old-school wrestler coming back and getting the title shot idea. Um, but it seems like the Batista way kind of died down right after the Rumble because nobody – Especially nobody that I talked to really thought that he was deserving of a title shot at WrestleMania, and I think that's what killed it for him.
5: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, thank you. Bring up some good points. I mean, the first one, yeah, you know, when you bring up The Rock, and it, I, I, I kind of got that feeling like when Batista came back that they almost were trying to market it uh, or give it the feel of, of The Rock coming back. And look, The Rock. Oh. Batista is, is Batista. You know, I, the... Uh, the uh, what it you I It's a humming, humming. You still there, still there, Dag? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. We just heard like a, a humming noise uh, coming from your phone. Anyway, you know, Batista's not The Rock. You know, The Rock is an all-time great... He's
2: flying great a plane. That's why, that's why he called him He's flying a plane tonight. <laughs>
5: And I, I agree with you I think, you know, there was there's something There's a backlash there, there's something to be said You know, for a guy like Roman Reigns You know, maybe those shouldn't be You know, maybe Roman Reigns should have been eliminated a little while before that uh, To have such a great showing And then eliminated I, I mean, I, I don't think people Like, I don't think Batista resonated with, Initially, even before this Was a guy that all fans Were actually, you know, enamored by So I think they They you know they, they overstated the impact that a Batista could have had, and and you know they they've, they've just kind of made a mistake with him. What do you think, Dave? Oh yeah, I I do. I think a lot of people. It was very
2: predictable that they bring him back. He's announced as the first entrant. He's the first guy to officially announce he's going to head to Royal Rumble. Um, he's a big name. And like I said, there were spoilers and rumors that they want him a part of the title picture in the main event at WrestleMania. And it kind of reminded fans of that part-time wrestler, you know, coming back and being in the top spots heading into WrestleMania. And, you know, the fans were really sick and tired of it. It worked once with The Rock. Um, with the first time around, but then when they've been, it's been a pattern the past few years of WrestleMania, and. People have just been tired of it, and they've. And on top of that, you combine that with the fact that, you know, they've wanted to see Daniel Bryan in the top spot in the main event, uh, in the WWE Championship picture, even with the title, and that hasn't happened. So there's growing frustration there, too, as well. Combine all that, and it's just not been a positive run for Batista so far as a um, as a babyface. And I think that I, I think that they got some fixing to do when it comes to that. I think they will. But um, like I said, it, it, it's only a matter of time before they insert Brian into the title picture and they change course with Batista, and I think that will be a, um, a much more comfortable role for him, being the, uh, the the antagonist, as you know, old school wrestling purists would say.
5: Yeah, and you know, thanks for the call, Dank. We actually we, we lost uh, his call, but thanks. And uh, you know, good points. And and you know, I think you know what Dank brought up. You know, again, The Rock's the Rock. And it, there's a big difference there between The Rock and Batista. As far as I'm concerned, there's a huge gap as far as, uh, you know, level of greatness uh, as far as the, the business and the industry. You know, and, and, you know, a Batista coming back, you know, I get it. You, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's going to hate on bringing back the old names. They can, you know, perform fairly well. And, you, you know, it's wrestling. Bring back the old names. You know, they're, they're, their names are great. It's a showcase of the immortals um however you know what you could have brought back a batista and you could have had him at least initially you know maybe down the road he gets a title shot but initially maybe he comes back and you know gets in triple h's face and is like you know you've gotten too big for your britches what the hell is this the authority yada 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 and maybe you set up batista versus triple h at wrestlemania that's fine you know you don't give him that title shot you don't you know, basically, you're, you're, you're here for a cup of coffee, and already you're, going, you're winning the Rumble and going to main event WrestleMania. So, I, you know, going to WrestleMania and being back for that short a period of time, there's other ways you could have used Batista more effectively and just m- moving him up into that, that stratosphere. And, and it's WrestleMania, and it's WrestleMania 30. And you got a guy in Daniel Bryan who's, who's the most popular wrestler on the planet – and this guy just, you know, says, hey, I, I think I'll come back. And now all of a sudden he's in the main event picture for WrestleMania 30. So, uh, you know, that's where they've, they've really kind of missed the boat on uh, his return. I, I think you could have used him more effectively, put him in a different match with someone else. You know, maybe he's here for a couple months and then you, you give him the title shot. And it's, uh, you know, it doesn't resonate as, as, as poorly because at least he's been back for a little while. Um and you know, again, I, I we're being critical of how they use Batista so far. Um, again that's that's uh you know, there's not a lot of criticism right now. I think things are going pretty well with the WWE, but uh the Batista thing you gotta figure, you know, they're gonna have to turn that guy heel soon. Um and something's gonna change. But I I'm optimistic. I'm of the, the optimistic fan that I believe that we're going to Move towards WrestleMania. We're going to see Daniel Bryan in that championship match uh, in some way, shape, or form. I think, you know, looking forward to, and why not, you know, start touching on what we're going to see tonight. Um, I think this is going to be a, a Raw for the ages. I think this is going to be an unbelievable Monday Night Raw um, Stuff I've read online is that the arena last night popped big time uh, when they played the video vignette for uh, Hogan's Return. Um, I think, you know, sometimes, you know, with with, uh, events, you know, sometimes an event is great and gets a crowd going. Sometimes the the crowd is just really hot and the event can be good, and and maybe the crowd helps the event. I just think this is going to be a night where, Everyone's going to be feeding off each other. I From the get-go, you're going to have an electric crowd. Uh, you have uh, potentially uh, another Hall of Fame name being uh, announced tonight. You have the return of The Undertaker. You have the return of Hulk Hogan. Obviously, Daniel Bryan is going to be on, on the program in some way, shape, or form at some point. I, I, just, I am looking forward to tonight being one of those nights where we get ready for our end of the year awards and we're talking about a uh, you know best event that uh the, the monday night raw on uh, february 24th uh we're going to be looking at that monday night raw as one of the best uh events of the year uh i just all all the stars look like they're lining up and it looks like it's going to be a really great night tonight dave
2: yeah it's a very important night you know for multiple reasons the launch of the network and uh the the you know the the real big push the the for Wrestlemania Wrestlemania 30 the, 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 A milestone Wrestlemania With the with the number being 30 um, You know you mentioned Hogan and Undertaker There's rumors of Ric Flair appearing on the program there even been talk of uh, Shawn Michaels being on tonight's program And Kevin Nash um, being on tonight's program I don't know if they're in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin as we speak All I'm hearing is Hogan's there Undertaker hasn't arrived yet Flair's supposed to be there Another name that's been advertised is Brock Lesnar um, Who has been off television since the Royal Rumble So um, a lot of big names And a lot of big things going on There's been rumors that Like I said a, a possible title change It could possibly be the Usos There's been another rumor That there's supposed to be Some sort of cliffhanger ending From Monday Night Raw To entice viewers To order the WWE Network So there's a lot of big things That are in the, the plans to take place And with all the content on the network And let me just, you know kind of give you a historical um, uh, side to this. We could see some uh, some surprises, too, that have been kept, you know, under wraps from the dirt sheets and from the, the the wrestling media that could be making an appearance tonight. Some old names from, you know, the original ECW or the WCW, because you can watch every ECW and WCW and WWE pay-per-view in the library um, for uh, you know the the WWE network on top of all the other content that could take place, we might see some some actual previews of tonight uh, on tonight's Raw of some of the WWE network shows. Maybe we'll see some of the legends from the Legends House appear on tonight's Raw. So there's a lot of big things that are taking place, and I think with with the launch of the network being such a monumental occasion for not only WWE but for wrestling itself, and with the WrestleMania push, I think we're going to see some big surprises and some big things where you can go back and, like you said, an event of the year, or you know, like we do on our award show. We might even see, like, maybe a match of the year. Maybe we'll see Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton have a WWE championship match tonight, and that's a part of that cliffhanger ending heading into the network. Um, who knows? I mean, but we'll go back and we'll remember February 24th, 2014 on Monday Night Raw as being a big deal with some big things taking place that have that have uh, you know not changed the landscape of wrestling, but have certainly uh, uh, gotten people noticed.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's so many things that could come out of uh, tonight's show, and I, you know, honestly, like, like I said earlier, you know, I, I the leaks kind of bug me uh you know I, I like being surprised, so I'm really hoping that coming into tonight uh we get a lot of surprises i'm I'm really hoping that uh you know tonight there's guys that show up that we had no idea it's gonna show up uh I'm just really looking forward to it and and like I said the uh just just hogan <laughs> just, i know I know I get it, we try to be so objective and i'm I'm sitting here in my Hulk Hogan T-shirt looking at my Hulk Hogan bandana and my autographed Hulk Hogan picture and my little Hulk Hogan figurine that all adorn the Ken Reedy Show Studios. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just really exciting. And, and, and it's amazing that, you know, the guy like Hogan, I mean, the Undertaker coming back would be enough to, to get you excited. And, and, you know, they decided, the WWE decided, you know, not to <coughs> excuse me space it out. And like you're saying, you know, with the network being it, they're they're pulling out all the stops. So rather than spacing it out, they decide, you know, let's let's bring, we'll bring back Hogan and Taker on the same night. Uh, do we have something with Hogan and Taker at some point, uh, whether it's backstage or, or in the ring, you know, a a, a stare off or a, a confrontation, or even something like they did a few years back with uh, um, with Stone Cold and The Rock backstage, where they just uh, Kind of exchange pleasantries There's so many directions uh, they could go and, and I agree with you, I think we're going to see something Where we're going to see a great match Who knows, you know what, coming off of last night Dave, I would not necessarily Be opposed to seeing A, a six-man tag Rematch, now I don't know if they'd want to give That away for free The day after a pay-per-view But that match was was amazing And if you want to continue this special Feel Uh, You know, having a rematch of those two teams going at it would not necessarily be a bad idea tonight.
2: No, well, uh, yes and no. I mean, it's one of those special matches that, you know, in my opinion, it reminds me a lot of, like, the first time when Austin and Rock really had – they had come into their own and become big names, and the first time they ever really wrestled on, like, a big stage, like WrestleMania, the WrestleMania 15, as a matter of fact. You felt like you saw something special, and there was more that was going to go on with that uh, down, down the road, you know, a piece in a few years. And he did have several WrestleMania rematches after that and had great rivalries, and probably one of the best rivalries in the history of the business was The Rock and Austin. I think you kind of see that with The Shield and The Wyatt. It's not on the level of, like, it's going to be one of the greatest of all time, but but you felt like you saw something special with these six guys in that match because you're, you're, you're staring at the future. Those six guys right there, and you can go back and a couple years later and you could say, I saw Bray Wyatt and the Shield, de- or Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family defeat the Shield, and you know we saw Roman Reigns become a big deal. Um, you know, a few months later, we saw Bray Wyatt, you know, wrestle John Cena at WrestleMania, which is the rumor that that that, that, that might be taking place. So. Um, that's something that maybe you should save for a WrestleMania again because it was so big. They could build on the fact that this is the rematch. Maybe they do a a rematch at WrestleMania where the two teams, you know, face each other and they do some sort of no disqualification stipulation and the losing team must disband. So you you will have a definitive winner. Like either the Shield will be intact or the Lions will be intact. That would be something that could really get people into – that match at WrestleMania even more. So I would like that. I would like to see that idea. But if they put it on TV tonight after how awesome it was last night, if it over – let's put it this way. It over the expectations, in my opinion the hype, all the, all the months that people wanted to see the Shield and the Wyatts go at it. The match they have last like, night oversee the expectations. I have a hard time believing that a second match would do that, especially on free TV with the constraints of commercial breaks and things of that nature. If you did it on a pay-per-view, it would be, it would be much better. But I'm not going to complain if they put it on TV tonight. I, I just hope that it's as good um, than the original.
5: Agreed. So you know, I mean, and there's so many ways they could go with this. I mean, you could have a singles competition, maybe. Uh, you know, you could have uh, three different matches and have you know a single competition between each. Uh, there's so many directions you can go in. Uh, I, I just think we're we're in store for something very special uh, tonight on Monday Night Raw. So many things swirling about tonight. The Network Elimination Chamber last night. Raw tonight returns. What do you think of Batista? Three four seven eight three eight. Nine eight one five is the number to call and we actually have a uh, Michelle is on the line,'s got some stuff she wants to say. We're gonna put her on right now. Hello, Michelle, what do you got for us?
4: Hey Dave, hey Ken, how's it going? All right. Um, I'm calling actually I, I when Dan called I just had to call in because um I mean I was on the line, but I share his opinion about Batista, but also to piggyback on that, I have what I like to call the uh the millennial fans, and it doesn't matter what age you are. You could, you know, be technically in the millennials or older, but I feel like there's this new breed of fan, Um, and like like Dave mentioned, you know, last night with the dejected looks on their faces because they didn't get what they wanted, as Triple H pointed out a few weeks ago, and as we've seen that crazy guy on YouTube throwing his temper tantrums, um, it seems like, and if you can hear, there's a train passing, of course, um, uh, it seems like if they don't get what they want, and it usually revolves around CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, the Wyatt's, or the Shield. Like if they're not dominating, they they just you know all hell breaks loose for them. And I feel like they blame Batista for CM Punk leaving. You know they, that he took his spot, and and basically any time that you know Cena wins, they cry. Anytime Sheamus now wins, they cry. So what what's your thought on what I now call the millennial fans?
5: I, I like the term actually. <laughs> we start referring to referring uh, them as the millennial fans. I, I think it's a good point. And you know, we didn't talk about that with with Batista, but whether it's consciously or subconsciously, I I do you know because you heard the, the uh, complaining supposedly and the pissing and moaning of of CM Punk and how uh, you know bringing back uh, a Batista uh, to main event uh, was not sitting well with him. You're right. I mean, with a lot of fans, you know, maybe a, a big part of the booing. Uh, is because they blame him to a certain extent for CM Punk leaving, but I agree with you. I you know a lot of fans now it seems it, it's just they're unhappy if they don't get their way. It, it's it's a I don't know kind of childlike and immature, but it's uh you know and you and it centers around a few select individuals, and God forbid anyone outside of that inner circle of performers wins a match, uh, then they're going to throw a, a, a bit of a temper tantrum. But I, I like the term millennials. What are your thoughts, Dave, on uh, Batista, perhaps uh, uh, at least a section of the fan base, blaming him for a Punk's departure?
2: Um, I think it's inaccurate. I mean, nobody knows the story. Nobody knows the whole story. The only person that's got that answer is CM Punk. Um, I mean, people will say, well, the timing is... is, uh, is impeccable because Batista just showed up at the Royal Rumble. Punk left after the Royal Rumble. Um so we we don't know that for sure. I think that's just wrestling fans being wrestling fans and and complaining for the sake of complaining. I uh, I I do like your point that you made Michelle about, you know, certain guys that that the people will will crap all over like you said if it's not Punk or Bryan or the Shield of the Wife, then it then, you know, all hell breaks loose. And I've noticed it, it's, it's... This isn't something that's new, at least in my opinion, but I've noticed it in years past, especially in the WWE. Vince McMahon has a track record for... Taking his own creations and really pushing them, and really making you know a, a brand name out of those creations. Hulk Hogan being one of them, for instance, and other guys that have been popular elsewhere. For instance, names like Ric Flair, and we can you know even go as far as to say Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, guys that have been over elsewhere that WWE did not create, WWE doesn't put enough emphasis on, and that's where the backlash comes from the audience. Now, the Shield and the Wyatts are WWE creation. This is the first time that they've been out of the shoot, and they've gained some popularity and some notoriety amongst the audience. I believe it's only a matter of time, and I hate to say this, but when Roman Reigns eventually becomes the man initially, the people will love him, but they will find a way to turn on him and, and so he'll be the new John Cena. Seamus was put in that role. Randy Orton was put in that role. Um, you know, now Batista. I think Roman Reigns eventually will get there, and it won't be anything his fault. It will just be the people. They'll want to see him get to the top, and then when he's there, they'll want to bring him down again. Because that's what wrestling—that's what a lot of wrestling fans do. The real hardcore, you know, uh, wrestling purists that they think that they are like to do that. So um, I like your point there, Michelle, that you made about the. the, the millennial fans, but I think it's something that's been that way for quite a while. It's just more relevant these days. I say within the past, you know, 15 years because the internet's been on, um, There's more, and social media is a big thing, and there's more ways to get information nowadays.
4: Right, like you, yeah, I guess years past, you didn't, you maybe didn't know everybody's personal conversations about it, but now it's all out there, and we can read it and see all the complaining more so than we used to.
5: Well, yeah, obviously that, that uh, you know, maladjusted uh, large individual that, you know, he would just have his temper tantrums at home and no one would see them. But now now they're filmed and posted on YouTube for the world to see. So, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, technology definitely has a lot to do with it and uh, adds to kind of that, that mob mentality. Thanks for the call, Michelle. Uh, good points. Uh, right. I, I Thank you, guys. The, thanks. You know, it, it is interesting, though. Like, you know, you do wind up being that, you know, God forbid. It, it's just kind of funny because I've gotten to a point, and I don't know about you, Dave. I mean, there are guys I like, guys I don't, but I generally root for an entertaining three hours. That's, that's what I, I want to see. So I'm not the type of fan that, you know, when I was a kid, I was like that. You know, I, again, we've said it over and over again. I was a Hogan guy. So as a kid, yes, I wanted Hogan to win. I rooted for Hogan to win. Also, it was a lot different because it was a guarded secret that wrestling was, was uh, predetermined. Um, as I got older, I, I just root for a good match or a good show, a good Raw, a good pay-per-view. I, I don't find myself rooting for the guy. And I find it interesting that a lot of wrestling fans still do. To me, if Daniel Bryan puts on a five-star half-hour match, I you know I have a hard time really caring whether he wins or lo- loses. I'm just, all right cool. I was entertained for that half hour. Um, you know, a lot of wrestling fans are, are, are very different when, when it comes to that, and they just they really need to see their guys win.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's certain guys that I like to see win. Um, but it's, I'm looking more forward to a, a, a good match that complements the storyline or vice versa. And, uh, you know, I... I do have certain favorites that I like. I'm a huge Roman Reigns fan. I like Dolph Ziggler. I, like, I love watching Daniel Bryan. Um, I wish I got to see more of Daniel Bryan before he became, before he came to WWE because I watch some of the older stuff on YouTube sometimes. And a lot of the stuff that he does now is, is toned down compared to what he did on the indie scene. And if, if, you know, the mainstream WWE audience um goes back to look at some of the older Daniel Bryan footage from Ring of Honor in the Indies, they would be if you think they're blown away now, they'd be they'd be going crazy at what they see with his in ring work. Um, I love Cesaro. he's obviously one of my one of my all time favorites. I mean but for the most part I'm in agreement with you. I like to the, 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 just see an entertaining show and good matches and stuff that just makes sense and there's consistency around it. You know, you and I are both big sons of Anarchy fans. I don't particularly have a favorite. As long as that story is good and it gets me every time, that's all I care about and if it makes sense. So I'm in, I'm in agreement with you. I think wrestling fans nowadays are so fickle about certain guys. They're so passionate about certain guys because they have a forum. They have the Internet. They have social media. Back in our day when we watched wrestling, we didn't have that. We didn't have social media or the Internet to to, to, to be outraged. In a way, we were somewhat preconditioned to, to what we saw on TV or in the arenas because there wasn't, you know, a, a – Chat rooms where you can discuss uh, what's going on in the world of wrestling and the storylines, and you didn't know the inner workings of the business. So it, it, times are different. Times are changing. Wrestling fans have changed along with the times, and it will continue to be that way. It's just it can be annoying to some people, and I do agree with you and understand where you're coming from there.
5: Yeah, it's interesting because, like, you brought up Roman Reigns, and we're both big fans of Roman Reigns. I, you know, after the Royal Rumble, I was happy. I was you know he didn't win, but I was to me it was yeah they they gave Roman reigns a spotlight there, and the only criticism I had was not the fact that Roman reigns didn't win was the fact that honestly Batista looked gassed pretty quick in that match, um so I mean you know critically like i was I was ecstatic with what they did with reigns and and some guys who are fans of the shield or love reigns, you know they were Kind of disappointed, but I thought that was a great night for Roman Reigns. So, you know, it, it is interesting. So, I guess we'll refer to you know certain fans as the millennials out there. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. I have uh, actually, Mister Trivia is on hold. He's on hold for a little bit. So Let's squeeze him in before the news break. Mister Trivia, how are you doing this evening, gentlemen? How are we? Long time, long time no call here. It's been I just a while. To what do uh
3: Oh, I'm working on getting the Top Rope Report back on, which is going to be coming on pretty soon. I just wanted to say that it's still an honor and a privilege to call Dave and Ken, two of the finest gentlemen in the wrestling business. And uh, last night, the pay-per-view, I'm going to have to throw a couple of Zs up there last night. It was another usual mediocre pay-per-view. I have to say that the six-man tag team match was possibly one of the greatest matches I've seen in a long time the Wyatts and the Shield, and the Elimination Chamber was so-so. For some strange reason, they don't want Daniel Bryan being champion, being face of the company. I haven't figured that out yet. I mean, I was at this uh, establishment last night when um, on the Berlin Turnpike with uh, John, Mr. Trivia and Johnny K. from M&J Collectibles were there. We were looking for Diamond Dave, but I guess he probably had uh, other commitments with autograph signings and stuff like that, so we understand that, Dave. But uh, guys, I understand tonight on Monday Night Raw, the crowd is going to go absolutely bananas tonight because you got the Immortal One coming on Hulk Hogan, and regardless if he's 20 years old or if he's like 65 years old, which I'm pretty close, he's probably pretty close to it now. He's still a name and he's still a big man in the WWE. The Undertaker, I understand, might be making an appearance tonight. Don't know too much about that, Dave. Maybe you can expound on that afterwards, but. Guys, what grade would you give the pay per view from last night? Uh,
5: for for me, I, I'd probably you know I, I'd give it a, a solid b uh, i i i again I I thought the uh, you know I, I I agree with you. I think the the tag match was definitely a great match. I I enjoyed it. I guess more than than uh, you did. I thought we got some solid matches. Uh, you know the the Shield match, the Shield uh, Wyatt's match was definitely the one that kind of blew the doors off the place. Um, but I, I definitely would give it a, a, a solid B. What grade would you give it, Dave?
2: I'd give it a B plus. I mean, uh, the, that match blew, blew, blew me away. Um, like I said, over-exceeded the expectations. The elimination chamber match was damn good. One of the, one of the best ones I've seen. And I liked how they, they took the six guys and they had them all in the ring at the same time, and then they started the eliminations. It was very rare you'd see all six participants in the match, I thought it was fun, I thought each guy had a great performance in the match, and each guy's role fit perfectly, um, I didn't really care for the, uh, the the Wyatt entry into that match, and then Kane eventually being in there, and staying in the chamber, um, usually when you have a match like that, or a Hell in a Cell, you hope, that that means there's no outside interference, but be that as it may, it happened, but it didn't take away from the match, in my opinion. Um, I see title match was a fun athletic match. I for one, I thought Swagger was really gonna win. Tag match, like I said to you earlier, tag match was fun too. Could have gone a little longer, but still fun. Um, Batista Del Rio was expected, but it was certainly better than last month's Royal Rumble pay-per-view. And I love the Royal Rumble, so I give it a B plus, and I, it it brings me, um, you know, closer to WrestleMania and the 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 excitement, the, the the feel and the energy, uh, you know, that took place in that building last night just gravitated through the television screen, and I thoroughly enjoyed the show. I, I, I loved now, it.
3: B-plus. Yeah, now, Dave and Ken, I'd like to get your opinion on something before I hang up with the other callers in. uh Was it me, or did Batista look sluggish, out of shape, um, didn't really? Uh, there just looked like something was missing, and I hope this isn't going to be the same guy that we see in the WrestleMania main event because I actually that was like actually one of my bathroom breaks last night watching it. He just, I mean, I know he's been gone for four years, but he just didn't look like the same Batista. To me, he looked like he was a little out of shape, a little sluggish. And uh, you, I mean, your opinion on that? Did you guys notice that?
5: I, you know, honestly, for me, and and who uh, will get your take today. I, I I thought he he looked better. Uh, Than he did at, at the rumble But I, I hear what you're saying I still think he, he's uh, The ring rust is still there um, You know he seems really like And, and no fault fo- Look y- you gotta do what you gotta do As as an outside observer um, He looks like a guy That you know he's in Hollywood uh, A certain look and physique You want for these action movies And he worked a lot On, on building muscle And, and having a, a large um, muscular physique, but Probably did not do a lot of training As far as uh, what you need to do uh, To be in the ring So I agree, you know, he's Right now with what you're seeing out of him In the ring He's not like, take take the Batista name Away from it, and just what you're Seeing, that's not A guy that you look at and say Yes, that's a, a Wrestlemania Main event guy, He, I, I agree he, As much as I think he looked Better Uh, Than he did at the rumble I I agree he's still kind of uh, He he doesn't have the the Snap or or the the, uh, Pep or or the intensity Maybe uh, that he had uh, uh, Before he left Uh, Your thoughts Dave well, the,
2: the Royal Rumble match that he was in, you know, he had a late entry into the match. Yes, he did look very sluggish. It was expected. That kind of match, there's multiple guys in there, so you can kind of cover that up. You know, not not, every, not all the fans are going to be glued to Batista. There's rest periods in that match. He was in there for maybe about a solid 10, 15 minutes at that point. So, yeah, it was expected for him to look sluggish. Um, he hasn't wrestled since then which I think hasn't helped. Or I think he did, you know, he wrestled once over, uh, last weekend in Phoenix um, in Las Vegas. I think he did a house show loop on the West Coast. Uh, but anyhow, um, last night's match, yes, he did look a little sluggish, a little better than the Royal Rumble, but I think the way the match was booked and designed was to cover up the fact that he's still not 100%, you know, ring-ready. Um, you notice how he didn't get a whole lot of offense into the match, and Del Rio kind of dominated that match, which actually helped Del Rio's character, in my opinion. It, it gave him a fighting chance because he hasn't really had one in this angle with Batista, and Batista didn't really have a whole lot of offense in the match because Del Rio was, you know, putting the boots to him for most of that contest. So um, I think it was designed that way. He's got six weeks till so WrestleMania. To, to, to get in shape. I think a few matches on the house shows and maybe even uh you know, a couple of matches on T V might help get him in that right in that uh, frame of mind. He's been gone four years. You can't expect the guy to, you know, jump right out of the shoot and be the man. You know, he's not Shawn Michaels, but um, you know, I think over
3: time he'll be in better ring shape. Yeah, I agree with you there. And guys uh, one more thing I think that Roman Reigns is gonna be the next breakout star. I see him uh going high places in the WWE and I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes your next uh, United States champion. Hey guys, pleasure talking to you again. And uh, we'll give you a call again real soon and have a great night.
5: Thanks a lot, Miss Trivia. Talk to you soon. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're, we've been, we've been on the Roman Reigns bandwagon really since the beginning and maybe, you know, as they break up the, the shield and they continue to, to build a guy like Roman Reigns uh, would not shock me if we see Reigns versus Ambrose, Uh, For the U.S. title, but uh, yeah, you know, sky's the limit of what we could see out of Roman Reigns. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. So much going on in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, Now we're going to take a quick break because you know what it's time for. It is time for Day Five Fifty Fifty News Report.
2: Thank you very much, Ken. This is the Day 5 News Report, only heard at the top of the hour every Monday night here on the Ken Reedy Show. Our first story this week. Apple TV users in Canada have reported to WrestleNews.com that they have been able to access the WWE network. The network isn't supposed to be available to customers outside of the United States until late 2014 at the earliest. Users in Australia and the UK have also reported being able to access the network by by using a United States mailing address at sign-up. No word on if WWE or Major League Baseball Digital Media, who WWE is partnering with for this network, are aware of this and the ramifications of this apparent pirating. In more WWE Network news, WWE announced today that current episodes of Monday Night Raw and Friday Night Smackdown will be available on demand 30 days after their original air date on USA and Sci-Fi, respectively. It was also announced that the network plans to launch a live daily studio show this summer. Hashtag, we're available. <laughs> Number three, with the launch of the WWE Network, one of the most enticing features is the library of past pay-per-view events from WWE, WCW, and ECW in their on-demand section. Now, I know I said earlier you can watch every single pay-per-view in their pay-per-view library, but at this time, the following pay-per-view events are not available to watch on the WWE Network, and no reason has been given why. WWE No Holds Barred, the match and the movie from 1989, WWE Insurrection 2000, the WWE Royal Rumble 2011 and 2014 editions, WCW's Great American Bash, WCW Japan Super Shows from 1991, 1992, and 1993, WCW's When Worlds Collide pay-per-view out of Mexico from 1994, The Collision in Korea in 1995, and the WCW Millennium Final pay-per-view from the year 2000, which is a Germany-only pay-per-view. And the last pay-per-view that's not available on the on-demand content of the WWE Network is the original ECW's Massacre on 34th Street. Our fourth story this evening, since we are in a marking out Hulkamania edition of the Ken Reedy Show, with the announcement of Hulk Hogan hosting WrestleMania 30 and his long-awaited return to the WWE on tonight's edition of Monday Night Raw, the WWE announced today that Hulk Hogan will be added to the WrestleMania 30 Access VIP autograph signing on Saturday, April 5th at 8 a.m., VIP tickets are sold separately from the regular access tickets and no on-sale date has been announced. And our fifth and final story this evening, back to more WWE Network news, several edits or lack thereof and some particular content on the WWE Network has made news this morning. First off, Chris Benoit's World Heavyweight Championship title victory at WrestleMania 20 indeed appears to be completely unedited from that broadcast. A disclaimer in regards to Benoit is supposed to appear before every showing of a past event that he was on, but tele-subscribers have reported that not to be the case. And finally... Any segment dealing with Owen Hart's death at the WWE over-the-edge pay-per-view from May of 1999 has been removed with a disclaimer before the show. And there you have it, folks. That was a WWE Network-sized edition of the Day 5 News Report, heard every Monday night at the top of the hour.
5: Ken, back to you. Uh, great stuff. I just, I'm getting goosebumps here. Just to, and like I'm looking at the clock. And I it's it's seven twelve, so it's a little over forty-five minutes. Soon enough. <laughs> I'm just looking well, at it, I'm just thinking, you know, and and I'm I'm really like I'm right now I'm hoping that we see Hogan open Raw. That that's what I want to see. I want to turn on Raw. I want to hear like the crowd, just the, the electricity of the crowd. I want the lights to go out. And then I just want to hear mm-hmm, I am a real American, and then I'm just going to and that that will be historically the biggest living room pop in history but i am just like I'm just, shocked I'm choose I'm gonna get emotional and it's funny because it's psyched as I am for like tonight just to see him back i i i I don't know what it's going to be like at, at being at WrestleMania. I, I, it's just, and it being WrestleMania 30, I mean, you're right, Dave. We might have to bring tissues with us to, to the event. Once we hear Real American uh, hit when we're in New Orleans, uh, it might get really emotional for us. And, and, if, are, and if
2: we happen to run out, just run to the bathroom of the concession stand and get napkins or toilet paper. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but in a historical night We're talking Monday Night Raw We're talking the return of Hulk Hogan The return of The Undertaker Who's going into the Hall of Fame tonight You know so many things Going on and one of the things we, we Talked about you know a little while ago On our Facebook page and go check Out facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy show because I was Throwing up like interesting things Up there and, and one thing and We've done this question before Um, I love this question Only because When it comes to to Wrestling or anything And you say What is the Mount Rushmore It's very difficult Because it's It's four names And like I said Bill After Kind of took a clever approach And he's He's getting a a team of, Of the best sculptors In the world And he's finding a mountain And he's etching out Both sides of the mountain So He kind of cheated a little bit And gave us eight names But we're talking about Rushmore, we talk four names, and that means there's a lot of greats that are going to be left off. And, and that's kind of the point of the question. Like, who are you going to leave off is, is a tougher question almost than who you're putting on. And interesting, we went over to the Facebook page, and, you know, we, we posted this, uh, you know, February 15th, we actually posted it. John Clifford said Hogan, Flair, San Martino, and Savage. Uh, Erica McDaniel, Flair, San Martino, Savage, and CM Punk. Uh, our friend Vladimir Joseph, Hogan, Austin, Cena, Flair. Mike Lancaster, Hogan, Flair, Austin, Rock. Trey Boyles, Hogan, Flair, Cena, Austin. Uh, Cincinnati Sports Photography, Hogan, Flair, and the Mulkey Brothers. If not Mulkey, the Mulkey Brothers, then Vince McMahon and Bruno. Uh, Scott Swineford, Hogan, Flair, Bruno, Vince. Frank Pintero, and here's, you know, Frank came out here, and he said this, and it it was interesting to me that no one up up until this point had had him on their list, but Frank says Andre has to be there. Andre, Hulk, Flair, fourth could be many. Uh, Ronaldo Santiago, Gagne, Thez, San Martino, and Flair, and our friend, uh, Mr. Trivia, Hogan, Andre, Flair, and Bruno, but he was going to say Reedy and Rosenbluth, I Flattered but the two of us Are a, a long way off from being On the, the wrestling uh, uh, Mount Rushmore But uh, you know one of the things I found Interesting and again that's what, what Makes this question uh, A lot of fun you know You you, you go through everyone's List and, and you, you know you don't have uh, An Undertaker uh, You don't have a Shawn Michaels You don't have a Bret Hart uh, You know a lot of greats that, that Don't make it uh on anyone's list, uh, interesting that CM Punk actually made someone's uh, uh, Mount Rushmore. So uh, you know, it's really difficult when you start to come up with your Mount Rushmore. You know, for me, it it, be, it becomes Hogan Flair, and, and then after that, it gets really difficult for me to name uh, the the last two as, as far as my four. Uh, your, your thoughts, Dave, on on the Mount Rushmore as we heard in your Mount Rushmore.
2: Well, the thoughts on the Mount Rushmore, it's, it's like you said, there's two, you could probably take two names on there. And then the rest, it's like, it's a, it's a toss up. Um, but how I structured my picks with the Mount Rushmore, I took four guys that were definitively the number one guy of their, of their era of their term, so to speak. And, um, and what kind of impact they had on the business. And I also use the criteria of, you know, how well these guys crossed over into the mainstream, if they were, you know, names that people who weren't wrestling fans knew who they were. So um, my my Mount Rushmore consisted of uh, Bruno Sammartino, Nature Boy Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, and Stone Cold Steve Austin, four names that you go to uh, somebody who's not a wrestling fan, you could recognize who those guys are. I mean, it's it, that's how I structured it, and you can go back. Bruno dominated the 70s uh, and was one of the he's the longest reigning WWE champion in history. Ric Flair, um, granted he was not a, a dominant figure in the WWE, he made a huge splash down south and worked basically every territory and probably the greatest NWA champion in the history of the wrestling business. Of course, Hulk Hogan took wrestling to the mainstream, and Steve Austin, you know, took wrestling and cranked up the volume a little bit, and he brought it back to the mainstream when it was gone after Hogan left. So some people have said, well, why didn't you put John Cena on the list? Well, I don't think people... I mean, I think John Cena is a popular guy, and he is one of those guys that, you know, wrestling, non-wrestling fans know who he is from wrestling, but wrestling fans don't like, they don't clamor to see him like they would go nuts to buy tickets to see Hogan, or nuts to go buy tickets to see Austin, or go nuts to buy tickets to see Bruno, or go nuts to buy tickets to see somebody beat up Ric Flair, which you're really going to see him to begin with, so... That's how I looked at it as far as my Mount Rushmore wrestling went. As far as the back end of that Mount Rushmore, you're going to have to give me a, another week, and maybe I can uh, <laughs> elaborate my answers on uh, Bill Aptor's addition to the wrestling Mount Rushmore.
5: Yeah, it, I mean, it really is so difficult, and, that, and it's fun to sit and debate. I mean, I, I hear it say, like, when you talk about eras, you know, and, and if you went just purely, and, and I, I 100% hear what you're saying about Cena, but if you went purely by era, I think your Mount Rushmore would probably be uh, Bruno, Hogan, Austin, Cena. Um, You know, and I'm not saying that that would be my, my Rushmore, but if you went by just the dominating figure of a, of a given era, uh, you'd probably go that route. Um, you know, it's so difficult on who to, to leave off. The, the weird thing is when I look at it, I mean, I, I kind of lean towards uh you know Andre being on my my uh Mount Rushmore and you know unfortunately uh Austin kind of gets the boot which is you know again staggering but that's what's amazing about having to pick four so um right now but you know what catch me in a week and I might change it but uh right now I'd probably lean towards my Mount Rushmore being Bruno Flair Hogan and Andre uh would be the four guys I would have on there um but, you know, like, you know, a guy like Austin definitely uh, deserves consideration. You know, everybody, I'll be honest with you, and I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to rip on anybody's Mount Rushmore, but what the hell. Uh, <laughs> but the, the only guy, honestly, like when I looked at like these, these uh, Mount Rushmores that, uh, you know, I really had a difficult time with even, you know, being considered was CM Punk. Um, I just, you know you know when it's all said and done I, I mean i i don't know i don't even know if he's going to be considered an all-time great you know 10 20 years from now if, if people are going to really look at him he's a you know, very talented guy cut a great promo real good in the ring but uh you know i can't see him uh even sniffing a, a mount rushmore uh you know savage savage is an interesting guy to debate because that, that guy was so talented and the, the poor guy if he if he came about in an era that wasn't dominated by Hulk Hogan, um, who knows how huge Randy Savage could have been. Um, but unfortunately, he was part of that era. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to hate you putting a, a guy like Savage on, on the list. It's it's so difficult to come up with uh, your four, which is what makes the, uh, the fun debate. I was actually surprised that we didn't see an Undertaker, uh, that no one actually put Undertaker on... Uh, there, uh, there, Mount Rushmore. I thought he would actually get a, a little more consideration, but uh, you know, a guy who's gone undefeated, um, in WrestleMania, uh, obviously an all-time great, uh, did not get in anyone's Mount Rushmore. Did you, did you find that? Actually, I'm curious, Dave, out of either Undertaker or when you looked at the, the list that our our fans uh, gave, were there any? Surprises, whether it's guys that are put on their Mount Rushmores or guys that, like, nobody put on. Were there any surprises that you saw on our list?
2: Well, so I was surprised about a CM Punk addition to the Mount Rushmore because I don't think CM Punk is – I mean, I mean, he hasn't he done, he hasn't done uh, you know, enough to get on the Mount Rushmore yet in my opinion. He's still got a few more years. Um, I mean, who knows if he'll ever get there. But Undertaker, I was very surprised at um, – Undertaker's Undertaker's been a staple for them long time, but the difference with Undertaker as to why, I could see why he's not on there, at least as far as my criteria is concerned. Undertaker was never a face or a focal point of the company. Undertaker was always a supporting character that somebody that they could rely on in a position if somebody was injured or if somebody had walked away from the company. Undertaker was, like, they, Jim Ross said it best, the conscience of the WWE. That's where Undertaker has been throughout his entire tenure in the WWE. And, but he's never been like He's had a couple of runs with the belt, but he's never been the guy, the man that, that that they have, you know, centered everything around. And I think that's because of the mystique of his character. That you know, you it loses luster if he's around for too long. That's why I don't mind him only coming in through WrestleMania and and working the, the the schedule that he does. Number one, because he's earned it. Number two, because it takes away from that mystique of having him around so much. Um, so i believe that you know having him not on the mount rushmore i could see why some fans would, would would be upset with it but at the same time like i said if you went by my criteria nothing everyone has to or would or would like to but just how i structured it i didn't put him on there because he wasn't a a a he's a staple for the company but he wasn't the guy
5: so great. I and mean, we, we kept this going on our Facebook page. Again, you're listening and on the Facebook page, get on. We'd love to hear what your your thoughts are. We actually went a step further. And may, maybe, you know, instead of doing the bill after thing and carving out both sides of the mountain for, like, the, the, the eight guys, uh, maybe we have eight guys, and on the other side of the mountain is our manager, Mount Rushmore, because we asked you all that question, too. Who would be on the manager, Mount Rushmore, then Mike Lancaster said uh, Classy, Freddie Blassie, Bobby Heenan, Jim Cornette, Captain Lou, Vladimir Heenan, Heyman, Cornette, Albano, Scott Swineford, Heenan, Jimmy Hart, Blassie, Captain Lou, um, and J.J. Dillon. That's uh, one too many, but, well, well, well it's okay. Uh, Dave Selinski, Heenan, Cornette, Captain Lou, Heyman. Uh, our friend Dank uh, gave us Jimmy Hart, Paul Heyman, and Paul Bearer, and uh, said that's all he got So uh, we Kind of coached him a little bit there And so you just got to add Heenan to that uh, Jeff Del-, Delon- Del Donna Sorry uh, Heenan, Hart, Bearer, and the Walrus uh, Marcus Kane, Heenan, Heyman, Albano, Cornette um, Dank, Relented Said okay Heenan John Clifford, Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart Captain Lou Albano, Classy Freddie Blassie And our friend Tony Uh gave us bobby heenan paul Heyman, mr fuji and jimmy hart and uh i found that you know it's interesting because you know the wrestling hall of fame and there were there were some differences and people had different takes on the the wrestling hall of fame um you know maybe in the, the the lexicon of uh history of wrestling and that's why this network is so freaking amazing that you could just go back and uh you know, watch these greats and, and take it all in. What these greats did consistently across the board. Bobby Heenan's on there, and you know we've we've discussed him before. Uh, you know, there's a lot of debate in a lot of areas of professional wrestling. Uh, best tag team, best wrestler, best this, best that, best worker, whatever the case is. Uh, it, it doesn't seem there's really much much debate for the best manager of all time, Bobby Heenan's. Got to be on your uh, your Mount Rushmore, and then you you kind of go from there. As far as, as, far as your uh, your next three, uh, your thoughts on managers, Dave?
2: Well, like you said, Bobby Heenan's a shoe in. I mean, we've talked about debates of greatest wrestler of all time, greatest tag team, greatest match of all time, but there's no debate that Bobby Heenan's the greatest manager in the history of the wrestling business, past, present, future. Old prediction: there will never be anybody like him ever again. Um, My Mount Rushmore for managers, well, Heenan was number one. He was right up there. But Heenan, classy Freddie Blassie, Captain Lou Albano, and Jim Cornette. Um, I believe that, you know, a manager is intended for, you know, one reason and one reason only, and is that – get the talent that they are managing over and all four of those guys did that and they also played integral parts in their talent storylines and were also you know big focal points as to drawing money for the baby face to go after the heel i mean with perfect argument, Bobby Heenan Bobby Heenan managed about like 7 or 8 guys at one time, but he was involved in every storyline he was a part of the show and it never got old and people wanted to see him get beat up, I mean he had weasel suit matches and drew money like you wouldn't believe, Jim Cornette the whole tagline for the scaffold matches, Starcade 86 with the Midnight Express and the Road Warriors was not if the Road Warriors could beat the Midnight Express, but if they can throw Cornette off the scaffold, because that's how much heat he drew, and that's how good he was at beating a manager, so Albano managed, uh, you know, sixteen, seventeen different champions, I believe. I, I want to say, and of course, Flatty, or, classy Freddie Blassie, excuse me, um, was without a doubt one of the original managers that 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 he brought a character to managing. He wasn't just a just a guy that that supported somebody. He brought a character to managing, and really, really, he he was sports entertainment managing before it was, it was ever a thought in, in the mind of other managers uh, going forward. So those are, those are my, uh, my Mount Rushmore for managers. And I, I won't need a back end for, for this Mount Rushmore.
5: And it's fine. I mean, the, there's so many. And, and I guess, you know, it, it's interesting that the only guy that really sniffs a, a spot on, on Mount Rushmore who's a, a more recent guy is uh, uh, Heyman. And uh, as, as much as I love Heyman uh, and I love what he's been able to bring to the table uh, as of late, uh, yeah, he wouldn't make my Mount Rushmore either. Uh, it's just it, it's not enough. Um, Heenan was just unbelievable. In fact, when, when people talk about, you know, greatest rivalries of, of all time, um, you know, a lot of times I'll just refer to uh, Hulk Hogan versus the Heenan family. Because um, as much as the, the Hogan uh, Piper rivalry definitely was was incredible and, and did a lot to uh, uh, you know put the business over and, and especially with WrestleMania one, but you know you go through with, with Heenan and Hulk Hogan. I mean, they were always on opposite sides, and uh, Heenan you know so often was managing the guy who was going after Hulk Hogan. I mean, and he was he managed Andre uh, the Giant for. WrestleMania 3. So, the, you know, Bobby Heenan was one of those guys that when, when, you know, he's almost an unsung hero as far as wrestling exploding um, in the 80s. You know, Hogan was the man and, and he was great and, and he was the guy, but, you know, you need that, that heel. And, and Heenan was just great at it and he was great at putting other talent over. Um, so it's tough to debate, you know, Bobby Heenan just, I don't know. It's, you know, debate number two. Uh, but Bobby Heenan to me is is clearly the uh, top manager of all time. I you know it's funny Dave because again being uh, growing up and being more of a WWE kid uh, you know I had to go back and really you know watch some of Jim Cornette's best stuff and he uh, he was another great guy at uh, um, being able to build heat and, and bring it. Um, so I I'll say I probably tend to agree with uh, your four guys: Freddie Blassie, Bobby Heenan, Cornette, and Captain Lou. Um, One guy I love, but, you know, maybe it was just limited. I really used to love uh, just Mr. Fuji and and his character and and, uh, just how evil he was. And I just, uh, you know, some of his his promos and his vignettes when he was managing uh, Don Morocco were just classic. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this era, I'd put Heyman up there, but uh, all time he doesn't make the list. And, you know, we bring up these lists because... uh, as we talk about this historical Monday night and how the wrestling business and the landscape of professional wrestling is changing and, uh, and, and historical Raw that's about 30 minutes away. Um, when we look at this network, one of the shows that is going to be on the network is a countdown show where they're going to be looking at different topics and, and counting down, uh, you know, what fans or who fans think are, are the best. And there's going to be, you know, from what I understand, it's going to be, you know, best matches, best wrestlers, best this, best that. But, uh, you know, this is one of those things that, you know, wrestling fans love to, love to debate. And wrestling fans, like, across the board, most wrestling fans think that they know best, um, regardless of where you stand on things. And wrestling fans love to uh, debate this. And I think this is going to be a show that I think is going to capture... Uh, the hearts of wrestling fans, it taps right into that. And, uh, you know, it is fun debating that. I mean, I, I will never forget um, after WrestleMania 25 and being in the hotel bar and, and discussing with total strangers, uh, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. And, uh, you know, in, in a historical context and how impassioned uh, wrestling fans were. There's this one Scottish guy that was just uh, one guy was, you know, saying, oh, it's got to be the best WrestleMania match of all time, and then the Scottish guy's like, are you kidding? F that! That's the best match ever! Ever! All time! And he's just screaming, and it just everyone was so passionate and debating, and, and to me, this is a show that's going to tap right into it. Wrestling fans love to debate, and I'm, uh, you know, as well as the other shows, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, what that show's got to offer, Dave.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to the different categories and, and uh, you know, like you said, best matches or best WrestleMania moments and the reaction from some of the other guys and just the different categories itself, that countdown show, that looks like it's going to be pretty cool, who they would interview, whether it be guys from the past, you know, obviously talent presently that worked for the WWE. There's so much opportunity with all the content that they have and the, and the, the original program that they can come up with with the content that they have. I mean, like I said in my, my news report earlier, there's a talk about a lot live studio show. I remember when WWE had Live Wire. They used to tape it from, you know, it used to be live every Saturday morning from their offices and, and their TV studios in Stanford, and I used to think that was cool. I used to stay on the phone line. It was always busy, but I used to call the phone line to try and call in so I could talk to the guests. They had Stone Cold on, or they had Farouk from the Nation of Domination. So I'm looking forward to them bringing shows back like that. You know what would be kind of cool that I think would be pretty interesting is if they did a countdown show for, for that countdown uh, show, or if they did a, a theme, I should say, on the greatest uh, talk shows on wrestling. I mean, Piper's Pit would obviously be number one, but just to go back and relive some of the, the stuff from, like, Piper's Pit or the Funeral Parlor or the shop or the Heartbreak Hotel or the Snake Pit or, you know, Jericho's uh, Highlight Reel, stuff like that. I'd love to see, like, there's so much stuff they can do with that show and just overall the original content, it, it's it's a no-brainer that you know wrestling fans. You know you gotta pick up this network. I mean, you may not have a life or a girlfriend, but you know <laughs> you gotta pick up this network and and, and see what they're gonna put out because I think it's just gonna be some some awesome stuff.
5: Yeah, I mean, is there anything? You know, I mean, this is a show, honestly, that that I'm really looking forward to. I mean, it, it again, it's just as a wrestling fan, it's just I'm going gaga looking at what this network is is going to be offering. Um, is there any one show that that you're really looking forward to that, you know, obviously everything and having the library at your disposal and all, so there's, you know, is all great, but is there any one, like, program out of the original programming that you're like, yeah, that sells me on the network?
2: Um, as far as the original programming goes, I mean, you know, they have that Monday Night War program, and... I have the Monday Night War DVD. It's been discussed multiple times about you know the, the, the Monday Night Wars between WWE and WCW with Nitro and Raw. So I think it's going to be a lot of rehash stuff, uh, maybe some new interviews, but a lot of rehash stuff. Same you know, same concept over and over again. Um, I would have to say probably the uh, probably the WrestleMania Rewind show because the WrestleMania Rewind show they're going to profile a, a particular match. And then they're going to tell the story behind it, not only just the storyline, but the behind-the-scenes stuff, which I think is going to be pretty cool, um, and how, the, how they present that. And they're going to interview the guys that were involved in the match and people that had watched the match and their fans, you know, talent, even some fans as well. So that's probably the one show on the network from the original content standpoint that really sells me about the network itself, WrestleMania Rewind.
5: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just, it's, it's pretty amazing, and again, I, I just, I, maybe we sound like we're gushing here, but it, it's amazing to me that, like, you'll, you know, it's almost like you just, you'll own, like, such a vast library of, of wrestling, you know, it's, it was interesting, uh, you know, all day today, and, and friends on Facebook, and, you know, just, uh, you know, I'm watching Starcade from from this year, uh, I... I popped on WrestleMania one to start off my network experience. I just, it, it's it's pretty amazing what they they've done. I you know I guess for me, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, that show, Dave, as well the WrestleMania rewind. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what everything's you know has to offer. Um, but um, I'm looking forward to the train wreck. I am really looking forward to Legends House. Um, you know I am looking forward to a. Uh, seeing uh, what what these guys are going to be like, interacting. Uh, you know, all these guys, just tremendous uh, talents uh, from when we were younger. Uh, you know, uh, it, just Roddy Piper alone uh, being on a reality show week in, week out would be enough to sell me on this show. But you're going to add in guys like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Mr. Foot Fetish himself, Tony Atlas, uh, Mean Gene Okerlund. I, I just am... Uh, very excited to to see that. Maybe it's just my uh, my desire to to see a train wreck. Um, but other things also, you know, I'm looking forward to a uh, you know NXT and really watching that uh, week in and week out. Um, I'm also looking forward to NXT arrival and uh, what we're going to see out of that on Thursday, February 27th. I don't think it's an accident by any stretch of the imagination that that's going to be airing opposite Impact. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the, the new talent is on the horizon, especially since we've seen such a new talent on the main roster. Uh, the youth movement in the WWE continues, so it'll be cool to see. Uh, you know, it's almost like getting to watch. Uh, you know, I'm, we're, I'm a Met fan, and it was like you know if they were airing AAA games, uh, you know, on the same at the same time as as the, the the main game so you could actually watch the guys that were are about to be called up. So. I'm looking forward to that, um, but really, truly, Legends House is the uh, the show that's that sold me. Your thoughts on Legends House?
2: Legends House, yeah, you're right. Absolute train wreck. Piper alone on that show could probably could probably do a whole reality show just on him alone. Uh, but with the different personalities, Gene Okerlund, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, it's like you said, a train a train wreck is coming. And I and with with the success of that, I'm I'm sure that, you know, they will have a um a second season. And who we I mean, just imagine the names you could put on that. I mean, if you think Roddy Piper season two's gotta have Ric Flair. I mean, he's a train wreck alone. You know he doesn't need to have he could you could have him I love Ric Flair. God bless him. He's you know he loves the wrestling business and he, he is old school as old school could be. He lives his gimmick. But he's a train wreck without anybody. He, could, you could put him in the house by himself, and it'd be entertaining. They talk about how Flair used to be able to wrestle a broomstick. Flair could probably have a reality show on just himself if he lived in that house all by himself. I could just imagine the scenes. He could, he would have, he would have, uh, you know, uh, uh, drinking, drinking parties by himself, and still make it entertaining. I mean, it, it's the. I, the Legends House I think is going to be a staple for the network It's going to be one of their flagship shows Of original content for the network That is going to last for several years
5: And you're right Like I mean the the, the names are, are endless You know who you can uh, bring out from, from yesteryear And you know and honestly like you're saying I mean Ric Flair he is kind of a train wreck You know for a lot of these uh, older former wrestlers I mean Aside from them being entertaining, it's an opportunity for these guys to get a paycheck. So uh, uh, who knows where this show could go, who else you could bring on, uh, but I'm looking forward to this. Uh, You know, we just got a... NoDQ.com just posted a story, and take it for what it's worth, because, you know, it's a dirt sheet, so you never know, but they're hearing the word out of Raw right now is uh, WWE is getting ready for a big heel turn from Batista. Uh, And they're reporting that... um, they were planning on a heel turn at WrestleMania, but due to the recent fan reactions, that uh, they may be pushing that plan up a bit. So we will see if if that's true. Take it for what it's worth. It's it's from NoDQ.com. Um, but we talked about a little bit here tonight. You know that it's it's going to be tough to keep a guy who's getting booed like that uh, a face heading into WrestleMania. So a big night tonight, historic night. Raw on the way. We are less. Then 20 minutes away from Monday Night Raw, um, we got the network is in full swing right now. Uh, You know, it's just, it's it's an exciting time tonight. Um, Interesting, you know, Dave, as we go into tonight's uh, Monday Night Raw, and you would think that tonight, because we're hearing that, that, you know, takers returning as well, that at least, if not definitively a challenge, uh, we should, you would think, uh, perhaps get a hint at who the Undertaker's opponent is going to be at WrestleMania. Um, interesting, because, I mean, you hear all the rumors about Sting. We've discussed the Sting, uh, you know, possibilities a lot here. Um Interesting. I don't know if it's not staying at this point. Um, interesting. I, I don't know. Like, where do you go with with the Undertaker uh, going into WrestleMania 30?
2: Well, I mean, the the rumor that's that's been for over a year. It's been rumored Undertaker Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania 30. Um, as of late. That's been questioned. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with the CM Punk, uh, you know, departure from WWE and the backlash from the fans on uh, Daniel Bryan's position on the card. So that just begs the question as to, you know, how they're going to handle Undertaker. Is somebody going to challenge him? Is he going to challenge somebody? Like I said earlier, there are rumors tonight of a. Brock Lesnar appearance on tonight's Raw to set up his Wrestlemania match. Is it against The Undertaker? Uh, Who knows? But um, tonight, I think we're going to get a clear indication as to who Undertaker will be facing or some form of a direction and a solid storyline. If it's not one person, maybe it involves more than one person. Um, If you remember last year, it was CM Punk that that, that did the honors to face Undertaker, but he had to win a fatal four-way match to defeat three other guys to get that opportunity so um, I don't know how they're going to handle it I didn't really care for that for that way of, of, of getting an Undertaker uh, you know, a match with Undertaker at WrestleMania but that's how they handled it that was the, the lackluster build toward last year's WrestleMania 29 I think it will be a lot different this year Um so, we'll see what happens here. I hope that they throw a monkey in the ring. I mean, Daniel Bryan's name has come up as far as facing Undertaker. There was a rumor over a month ago that Undertaker had requested to work Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. I don't know how true that is, but that's the rumor. Sheamus was a name that was brought up. Lesnar. Um, even John Cena was a name that was brought up. It doesn't look like John Cena is going to be facing Undertaker because he has his hands full with uh, Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. But... Tonight, I promise you a clear indication as to who Undertaker um, faces at WrestleMania. And if there, you know, here's, a, here's a lot of different scenarios. All these WrestleMania rumored matches are kind of intertwining with each other. What if they did decide to do Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton tonight, and Daniel Bryan wins the title due to help from the Undertaker, and then they set up Dan, uh, Undertaker and Randy Orton, and then you do Daniel Bryan and Batista. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can go with it. But I'm i I'm gonna bet the farm that the, the 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 safe bet is Undertaker Brock Lesnar. But at the same time I don't have much desire to see that. As as good as it would be, Lesnar is so rough and vicious with guys that like Undertaker's so frail that he might not make it to WrestleMania thirty one if if the fans wanted him to because Lesnar will toss him around, he might break something. So um but I think that's where the direction that they're going uh, with Undertaker and uh, WrestleMania, as far as I'm concerned.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to say this, but, I, you know, to me, if, I, if I'm the Undertaker, I'm terrified of Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, <laughs> and it's funny. I mean, it's funny to say, like, you know, I mean, he's the Undertaker. I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, he's the undead. But, uh, you know, well-documented the, uh, the extent of his injuries over the past few years uh, to the point that, you know, he's uh, – the ultimate part-time player, he's earned it, um, but he is a part-time player. Um, you know, where where do you go with him uh, going into to WrestleMania? Uh, you know, again, Brock Lesnar doesn't excite me much. The problem with with Taker right now is, is the streak is huge, and, and it's obviously a big deal. But the the you know even like you know I'll take last year out of the mix because I think last year was was a as much as people go gaga over the, the CM Punk match, I, I thought it was, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of took a step back. The streak took a step back a little bit, uh, backwards in a sense that, uh, you know, those four matches, uh, the two Shawn Michaels matches and the two Triple H matches over those four years uh, were just so phenomenal and so dramatic and just told such great stories that Uh, You know, at this point, and and I love The Undertaker, but there's part of me that's kind of rooting for his retirement, Um, especially, uh, you know, after that moment where you had uh, The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H uh, walking off together at the end of uh, their uh, Taker and Triple H's match uh, at the end of 28, and uh, when they you know, stood there at at the top of the ramp, and uh, just the three of them of, of like a you know a forgotten era, if you will. Not to get overly dramatic, uh, it would have been a fitting time for Taker to be like, "That's it, it's it's done." And you know, I I find myself kind of rooting for his retirement because I feel like those four years, that's when the streak peaked. Uh, that dramatically, that's when the streak was was at its finest. And I, I, you know, you know, as much as maybe it's an entertaining match, they're not going to let a guy like Brock Lesnar, a part time player, you know, who left to do MMA, break the streak. So there's no suspense there. And and again, like if I'm the Undertaker, I'm I'm scared to death to get in the ring with Brock Lesnar. So how about you, Dave? As much as I'm a huge Undertaker fan. I kind of find – like, I honestly, I would love for Taker to come out and say I'm done and put me in the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, I, I, I'm ready for the Undertaker to retire, retire undefeated, get his accolades, go into the Hall. But uh, I don't know if he's ever going to top those four years as far as the streak goes.
2: Yeah, it's difficult with those – especially with two names like Shawn Michaels and Triple H um, to top that um, – but I, I think he's got, like, one or two more left in him. And uh, I, I'm, the, I'm a firm believer um, to, I mean, it all, he, he looks pretty frail when he's out there. I mean, you know, he gets into high gear in, in the WrestleMania matches, but there are times when you look at him and he's like, you look at him and he's like, wow, he's an old guy.
3: Like he, you know, am
2: not saying he's ancient, but he's an old guy. Like, you can't expect a guy of that age to do things he does in the ring. And he's almost got that it he, 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 he kind of reminds me of um, the character Clint Eastwood played in Grand Torino. That, that's that's who Undertaker reminds me of now in the later years of this streak. And almost like they need to end his, his streak and have somebody beat him and kind of put him out of his misery, kind of like what happened to Clint Eastwood's character in Gran Torino when he was killed at the end of the movie. Sorry for those who haven't seen the movie, and I spoiled it for you, but I'm trying to make a point here. Um, uh, that's, that's how I kind of see that they maybe they should do it, but at the same time, this streak is so popular, and, and no matter who he's facing, it always shows huge interest, even more interest than in the title matches at WrestleMania. If they were to say Undertaker's done after this WrestleMania, regardless of who he wrestles, and he wins the match, and he retires undefeated, there's always that possibility two, three years down the road, where they can go to him and say, Would you like to come back for one more? And then you then you could make you could market that and make money on the Undertaker's return to defend the streak. Who knows? Maybe in three or four years time, Roman Reigns is a bigger deal than a lot of people thought and they want to put him in there against Undertaker for the streak. Or if they want to do it with Bray Wyatt in three or four years. You could you know, if you give Undertaker enough rest you could probably dust him off for one more uh, on a big stage, to, and maybe that's when you end it. He comes back to return to defend a streak. Let's say it like WrestleMania 33 or 34, just for argument's sake. You could market and make so much money off an Undertaker return to WrestleMania to defend his undefeated WrestleMania streak against Bray Wyatt. I mean, just imagine the the, the marketing. Experts over in WWE, the 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 video packages, the vignettes, the promo, the build up towards that, how big it would be, and then if he were to lose and finally pass that torch to somebody, it, it would be a big deal, and it wouldn't hurt him one bit.
5: Agreed. I'm I'm just uh, you know, I hear what you're saying. I'm just i in the camp bed that no one can beat him. He can't. I can't see him beaten at, at at WrestleMania. It would make me so sad. And Um. On another note, and and kind of tied to The Undertaker, we're hearing rumors and, uh, you know, make me happy, but uh, rumors that, uh, you know, maybe the next Hall of Fame uh, inductee will be uh, one Paul Bearer, and uh, interesting character, uh, you, you know, enjoyed him a lot, was very fortunate, Uh, to get to meet him WrestleMania weekend in Atlanta uh, and and got to hang out and talk with him. And, uh, um, you know, unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. But a man who really did not want to take any credit, any credit. In fact, I felt like he was getting a little uh, upset with me that I was trying to tell him how important he was uh, especially initially, uh, putting the Undertaker over because Taker didn't talk much, and you know how important Paul Bearer was, and, and when you look at where Taker has grown to, yes, obviously Taker is a you know an incredibly talented individual. But a- in the beginnings to to put that character over, Paul Bearer had a lot to do with, with putting him up there. A, a very humble man. Um, Did not want to take credit for it But uh, uh, unfortunately He's not with us so it's sad that he won't be there To accept his induction if that is The case but that's a speculation that Seems to be floating around uh, Paul Barrett into the Hall of Fame that would be a Well deserved honor Dave
2: Yeah absolutely I mean The career that he had Um, you know, he made a name for himself uh, being, you know, the Undertaker's manager and helping that Undertaker character evolve and grow, and when he did, and when, you know, they they split the two of them up, it was kind of, I couldn't picture him with anybody else, but he brought a lot of credibility to other guys that needed it. When Mick Foley, you know, portrayed the Mankind character, and and Paul Bearer aligned with him during Foley's, you know, debut run in WWE, it gave the Mankind character a lot of credibility having Paul Bearer as his manager, just turning on The Undertaker to join with him. And then it gave other guys like Kane, the, the, the Kane character that had such big hype before he even debuted. Nobody knew what he looked like. And when Paul Bearer brought him out, it made Kane into an instant star, not only by his look, but just being associated with Paul Bearer. So Paul Bearer had, has made a lot of great contributions to The Undertaker character, but he's also done the same thing for guys like Foley and Kane as well, and a Hall of Fame induction. It, it, it surely is well deserved for Paul Bear. and the rumor is that Undertaker is possibly going to induct him, and they will for the first time in many, many years. He will break character and be a part of this Hall of Fame ceremony because uh, normally he doesn't sit, sit in the audience. Vince likes to protect the the mystique of that Undertaker character. There's a rumor that Undertaker will induct Bear this year, so uh, that'd be pretty that'd be pretty interesting to see, and uh, very fitting. For, uh, for for Paul Bear's induction to have Undertaker induct him into the WWE
5: Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny because I it, it just seems wild to me just to have you know if Taker comes out and and does the induction. You know how what's his speech going to be like? Uh, you know, it, it's really cool. But I I'm I'm psyched if he goes in. Uh, definitely deserved. And this uh, this class is building up. I mean, this is a, a pretty good cl- class uh, going into the Hall of Fame. I mean. uh you know, Jake the Snake and, and Lita um, and the Ultimate Warrior in now. If you add Paul Bearer to that list, uh, you know, who knows where else they're going to go. Are we I've heard rumors that The Rock maybe because they want to uh, really beef up this class. Uh, who knows? But th- this class definitely is looking like it's going to be a real good Hall of Fame class. Hall of Fame is going to be on the network, so you'll get to see, you know, every year when they put it on USA, um It's an edited version of the Hall of Fame ceremony You're going to actually get to watch it live For me uh, It's probably my favorite Part of Wrestlemania weekend As much as I absolutely love Wrestlemania itself um, The Hall of Fame is just uh, My favorite night I just love being a wrestling fan at the Hall of Fame Inductions and shaping up To be a great class Holy cow It is 7.56 We got a little over three minutes left, and I think for the most part, we've been able to keep it under control, Uh, not completely marked out, but you know what, with three minutes left, Dave, unadulterated, uncensored, what does it mean to you being able to see Hulk Hogan tonight on Monday Night Raw?
2: Well, you know something, Ken Reedy, brother. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, big deal, because he's the guy that got me into wrestling, that got me in to, to, to love professional wrestling. He was my hero growing up as a kid, um, really was. And, you know, when I was a kid, I believed in training, saying your prayers, and eating your vitamins. I didn't really do all three of them. I think I ate my vitamins. Uh, I might have trained, yeah. I think I did train. I was a very athletic young kid. But anyhow, um, he was he, – he was the constant for me in wrestling if there was if there was somebody else that that they tried to make a big deal, I would do they 'd go back to Hulk Hogan because. He was just, he was the one that got me and so involved. And to, I never thought there would be a day that I would see him at a WrestleMania. And now I'm going to see him this year at WrestleMania, and it's going to be awesome. And to have him back home, as they say, hosting the 30th WrestleMania, I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. I'm ready to mark out, brother. I might pose in my living room. I got the bandana. I got my Mega Power shirt on. I'm ready to rock and roll. Hokamania is in full effect here at my place. I can't wait to see him come out on TV. I, I, there's rumors he might do something with Jack Swagger. And Zeb Coulter tonight. Uh, so I'm kind of interested to see what he's going to do on tonight's show and how it's going to affect WrestleMania. We do know he's going to host, but is is, is there just going to be an announcement and that's it, or is he going to get involved with somebody? That's what I'm looking forward to.
5: Agreed. I, I mean, yeah, complete markout mode. Um, you know, there's something about Hulk Hogan. I've had Real Americans stuck in my head all all day mm-hmm. when I heard he was going to be on Raw I kept listening to Real American over and over again when I was at the gym, came damn near close to pulling something because I was just, I was hulking up at the gym. Um, Same, Dave, you know, I got into wrestling, you know, Jimmy Snooker kind of brought me in, but when I first saw Hulk Hogan, to me, as a kid, he was the greatest human being that had ever lived. I just never, it was like, he just, he just completely brought me in and and it was just like, who is larger-than-life character and more than making me or bringing me really into wrestling and making me a wrestling fan Hulk Hogan brought me back to wrestling because I kind of fell away in the late 80s early 90s Um, I I didn't like the product as much it got a little too cartoony for me uh, at that age Um, and when he turned and joined the NWO and, you know I was working at that time. I was at a college I really was wasn't watching regularly. Uh, that brought me back to wrestling and, and I've stuck with it since then. So uh, as far as me as a fan, I you know words can't express uh, how psyched I am to be able like you said, to be going to WrestleMania and be able to see Hulk Hogan live at WrestleMania. I am very excited. and he is 10 seconds out. It's time to mark out people. Hulkamania comes back to Monday Night Raw. We'll be back next week. Have a great night. Take care, everybody.